Hello and welcome to Age Gap Finance, a podcast for a millennial and a baby boomer talk money. My name is Nick Renokia. I'm an advisor. I'm 26 and I'm working here with Rosado Wealth Management. And my name is Ed Rosado and I'm a managing partner of Rosado Wealth Management and my age is 60. And um, today, the topic we're going to be discussing is RMDs, which is appropriate for this time of year. Um, it, it is the month of December. We're getting to year end. And that, and that stands for? Oh, yeah. The required minimum distribution, which, um, you know, I, 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 we, we say it all the time. So sometimes it becomes second nature us to, to just call it the RMD, but... Um, yeah, it's the required minimum distribution, and we'll get into that, but it's essentially the distributions that the IRS is going to force you to take uh, once you turn a certain age out of certain types of accounts. Um, it's it's something that almost everyone in retirement faces in some form. Um, it's not a big deal if you handle it correctly, um, and we, we will be talking about you know some basics of it, but... Um, usually we like to do a little catch up at the start. So Ed, how have you been recently? Been good. We've been, uh, we've been busy as you know, for the, for the year end here, uh, not only handling required distributions for, you know, a lot of our clients, but, um, just a lot of year end stuff to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. Year end is, um, you know, it's busy on the personal side, you know, with the holidays coming around, there's always something going on with that. And a lot then it's of also, client reviews going on. Yeah. And then, you know, here in the office, we're, we're just as busy with reviews, like you said, year end stuff, um, just on the business end and, um, you know, just wrapping up the year, you know, 2022 has been, it's been a crazy one for sure. Um, a little bit forgettable in the, in the market. Um, or, or at least we'd like to forget it somewhat um, because the, the when we talk about the markets, um, as of this reading of the podcast, um, the Dow is down 7.78%, which is not too bad, but the NASDAQ is taking a beating at uh, a little over 30% down, and then the S&P down 17.5%. So, you know, it's been, it's been a tough year in the market. Um, we've seen... A pretty good finish to the year um, so far. Um, you know, we've we've seen re- some recovery as as the numbers were were actually a little bit worse than that. You know, a couple months ago, but um, it's been a crazy year in the market. Um, it's been tumultuous. <laughs> <laughs> it has, it has. But you know, sort of the what what we always talk about is you know, there's always something going on in the market. Always something to be scared of. Um, if you go back to the 80s, 90s, 2000s, there's there's no time in history where there hasn't been major problems that we're all facing, and um, you know that that's the that's the goodness of the uh, of the American spirit. We always bounce back. We always um, come back stronger, as we always have in the past. And you know, even though we're you know we're looking at the Nasdaq down 30 percent, I don't see it as a as a long-term issue or anything like that. I mean, you know, we sometimes you just got to go through the storm, ignore the noise, and, um, you know, it, it's not easy, but it, it's it's usually worth it in the end to, yeah. and, to tough it. And because we base a lot of our philosophy on demographics, um, as you heard in previous podcasts, you know, demographics plays a big role in what we do for our clients. And uh, with this... Uh, 
big force of 88 million people coming through the system over the next several decades. It's going to really uh, impact the market uh, significantly. And like Nick was saying, we're going to have bumps in the road. It's always going to happen, but we overcome it. And uh, the, uh, the the 88 million people that are coming through over the next 20 to 30 years is going to change things for, for a long time. Yeah, and, and, and they're coming through the system regardless of, you know, who's the president, you know, what is, yeah, you know, the major headlines of that day. You can't take away the fact that 88 million people are going to be, you know, going through the system, buying houses and apartment, raising families and doing the same things that everyone um, has always done. So, you know, with all that being said, that that does, you know, tend to stimulate the economy. And, and you know, we, we have high hopes for the future. Um, you know, it, obviously, everyone's situation is different, their investment situation. And, um, you know, we're not giving any specific advice or anything. But, you know, uh, as a long term investor, a lot of the times it is, um, you know, more beneficial for someone to not act off the emotion and, and sort of tough through their situation. But it's important that you're only, you know, going through these situations uh, and toughing through if you have a good plan in place. So, um, you know, hopefully if you're not with us and you're with a different advisor, um, you know, hopefully the plan is is good and, you know, that's going to get you through, you know, times like this and then, uh, you know, help the account grow in, in, in better times in the market. Um, so... Um, Let's get into our topic here today, which is required minimum distributions. And um, just to for those of you that are that are listening now that are that have already attained age seventy and a half, <coughs> excuse me, seventy and a half or older, you know what we're talking about because um, the uh, the rule was what the IRS ruling was is that once you hit seventy and a half, you had to. Uh, start taking out of your retirement accounts. So you can't keep your retirement funds indefinitely and not touch them because there's trillions of dollars out there that haven't been taxed yet. So the government forces everybody to take them out at age 70 and a half. Uh, and that changed with the, uh, with the SECURE Act that was signed into place in uh, December of 2019. But just to go back a little bit and, and talk about what the requirement of required minimum distributions apply to, it's going to be towards uh, traditional IRAs, SEP IRAs for self-employed people, simple IRAs, 401k plans, 403b plans, 457b plans, profit sharing plans, and other defined contribution plans. When you hit that certain age, you have to start taking distributions out. And the IRS uses tables to calculate that the uniform lifetime table they use. Um, but in December 2019, when the president signed into, uh, into act the SECURE Act, which is, uh, stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement, <laughs> um, which says that if, you are, if your 70th, 70th birthday was, um, is July 1st, 2019 or later, you now do not have to take your withdrawals until age 72, so they extended it to 72. Of course, Roth IRAs don't require any required minimum distributions until the death of the owner. I mean, you could take them out anytime. They're all tax-free, 
but they're not required to be taken out. So the SECURE Act, um, when it came into play, you know, it did extend it out where um, now you can wait till 72 if your birthday was July 1st or later. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, honestly, that that is nice of them to do. Um, I, I'm guessing it's probably because the life expectancy is, is a little bit longer, so <clears throat> they figure, uh, you know, extend that out to, to 72 now. And, um, you know, you get two, uh, essentially two less payments, uh, or, or you get to wait two more years before the payments um, are required. And, and these payments, they start around 4% of your total qualified assets. So, <clears throat> you know, if you have $100,000 in qualified money in, in those IRAs, um, it, it, you're going to have to, they're going to force you to take around 4% out, which is $4,000. Um, the other good thing about it is you can take from one account to satisfy other accounts. So, um, you know, say you have, may, you might have an annuity that's, um, you know, that's an IRA. You might have a brokerage account that's an IRA and you might have a 401k, say. And if you have those three different, you know, qualified funds and now you have $300,000 you need to take, or I'm sorry, 300000 in total accounts, 4% of that is, is roughly 12000 You could take 12000 from that brokerage account and satisfy the R&Ds for all three. The IRS just wants you to see or, or wants to see that money being taxed. They don't necessarily care which account it's coming out of. So, you know, when we are doing our planning for our clients, usually we, we try to strategize what makes the most sense where to take it out of for the client, um, you know, if their priorities growth, you know, maybe we take it from a different account. If if their priorities safety, maybe maybe we take it from you know a brokerage account or something like that. So um, knowing where to take it from is is also a good uh, a good strategy for your investments. Yeah, and the other thing too is a lot of people ask how do they calculate that payment. You know, it does start at around 4%, but there are tables and there's factors that they use to calculate it. But um, the uh, basically, they take the year-end value of the previous year. So, for example, if your required distribution is, has to be taken this year in 2022, it's going to be based on the year-end value of 2021. So what that value is of your IRA retirement account on 1231 of the previous year, that's how they calculate it for the upcoming year. Um, the other thing to note um, is it's very important for it to be calculated properly mm -hmm. because some people take it upon themselves to use tables to calculate it themselves. They could be um, hurting themselves either in one or two ways. They could maybe not take enough out and we'll get into that in a second if you don't take enough out. Or they could be taken out too much, which can cause them more tax. Yeah, so, unnecessary tax. Unnecessary tax. So it's always a good idea. What we do is we work hand-in-hand hand with the, the companies that handle the IRAs for our clients and retirement accounts. And we have the companies calculated each and every year. And uh, so they're kind of on the hook to do that, and they're used to doing it, and they get it right every time. So they calculate that, and we have it sent directly to the client. 
Required distributions can be taken monthly, quarterly, once a year. A lot of people just take them at the end of the year right before the holidays because they know they need to take it and it comes in handy. Um, yeah, and, and one thing I'll add to that is, you know, the, cal- the, the company you're working with should calculate it for you. Um, and, and a lot of the people that we see, they bring in the tables and they're doing all this math. But what I've found is the easiest way for you to calculate it yourself if, if you don't, uh, you know, again, if you don't know it from the company or anything, is if you just do a simple Google search of, you know, RMD calculator. Tables, yeah, calculators. Um, you know, and find a trusted website. I know, uh, like Schwab has has a website I use sometimes. The IRS has a website um, that's dedicated to you know. You type in your age, you type in the value at the end of the year, um, and then it spits out the number for you. And so that that's what uh, a way I've found um, is is pretty accurate and an easy way. And rather than you know trying to figure out a table and do a, right. you know, a formula or anything. It's always like that. better to have the company calculate it. Definitely, and the definitely. other thing too is what we see a lot in our practice is uh, the withholding of tax from these distributions is not even, it's a lot of times it's not enough or, you know, it's incorrect. And um, so because we are also uh, a tax firm as well, and we handle taxes for our financial clients. We're, we're, uh, it's very easy for us, even if we have to sit down with one of our tax people here, to calculate it correctly because you don't want to, at the end of the year when it's tax time, to have to cut another check to the IRS. So it's always better to have the proper withholding, even a little bit more, just to just to make sure. But going back um, to uh, and, and getting, let me just get back to taxes for one 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 minute here because what we find is that when new clients come to us and they've had other advisors, um, they won't give tax advice or even recommend any withholding because a lot of times they can't. And that's why we have always had taxes within our practice because we can give tax advice and then also recommend the withholding. So um, it's a big advantage to our clients when they work with us on the tax side. Um, one one thing I want to touch on too is I, I talked a little bit about the penalty because if you do not take out enough of your required distribution, so for example, if your required distribution was $12,000 this year and you only took out $9,000, um, that extra $3,000 is subject to a 50% tax penalty. 50% excise tax on the on the okay. amount not distributed. Exactly. So of that 3000 you didn't distribute, you're going to pay 1500 in penalties. Right. And that's it, it's one of the most harsh penalties the IRS has. Yeah. Um, I, when I first learned that, um, I was a little shocked. I mean, they they obviously want you to take those RMDs, but um, to penalize you 50% on what you don't take uh, it, it, that's a lot. It's serious. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's not something to take lightly. Uh, you know, a lot of people have RMDs that, that are significant. And, you know, when, when they start to be, you know, 40, 50,000, and if you forget to take that, you know, you, you could be looking at pretty big penalties. So definitely something, um, if you have an advisor, make sure to ask them about, make sure you've taken yours for the year. Um, you know, as if any of our clients are listening, you know, we're, we're currently doing that for you guys right now. So 
Um, you know, it's definitely a priority. You can take it any time of the year. A lot of people tend to take it toward the end of the year, um, as Ed was saying, because, you know, it's it's an excuse to, to use it for the holidays, you know, spend it on the grandkids or something. But um, definitely important you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one cool thing that the IRS does allow you to do, though, um, you know, what we find is, you know, it, clients who are in their 80s, they're, they're living off their Social Security, maybe they have a pension, um, they don't really need to take money out of their IRA. In fact, some people, you know, only take their RMDs and don't live off their IRAs at all. And um, for those type of people that you don't need the money from your IRA necessarily, and you don't really want to pay that tax that they're going to force you, uh, you know, by forcing you to take it out. What you can actually do is donate your RMD to a qualified charity. Um, so we, we've helped our clients do that um, plenty. And what you do is, you know, you have to do it a specific way. Um, but if you do it correctly, what your um, tax liability was um, goes away. In other words, you know, if you donate your RMD to a qualified charity, you don't have to pay tax on that, and it does satisfy your RMD for the year. So you avoid the penalties, avoid the tax. Obviously, you don't see any of that money yourself, but um, you know it goes to a good cause, and uh, it, you benefit by not having to put it on your tax return. Right. One other um, sort of complicated, confusing topic that, that we get asked questions about a lot, um, it has to do with that SECURE Act as well. And um, as we know, that, that passed in 2019. And um, essentially, if you are not a spouse beneficiary, so you know, you're not a husband and wife, the account doesn't pass on to a spouse, it passes on to, say, a child, which is a most common case we see is um, if an IRA passes on to a beneficiary that's a child, or I'm sorry, hold on, let me... I'm going to restart the recording now. If the beneficiary of an account is non-spouse, most of the time it's it's the client's children. Um, They could be adult children, keep in mind. Um that you have to deplete an entire IRA account by the end of the 10th calendar year um, that you inherited the account. So if you inherited the account in 2022, and um, you would really have to deplete that IRA by 2032, by the end of that year. Um, And then another note on that is if the person you inherited it from was already taking their RMDs, you have to continue those RMDs throughout that time as well. Now, usually what we see a lot of people do is just evenly distribute the account over 10 years, which typically satisfies the RMD, as well as puts you on pace for um, you know, the 10-year the withdrawal period. It also spreads out the tax because you know, if, you, if all you're doing is taking the RMD, say, for, for 10 years, you might only take you know, half of the account over that 10 years. And then by the end, you might have to throw that entire other half on, on one year's tax return. And so usually, um, having some sort of strategy behind depleting that account within 10 years, uh, is, is the best way to go about it tax wise, at least, 
Um, but of course, everyone's in different situations, and um, you'd really have to consult uh, with with the people who do your taxes to figure out, you know, what is best. Yeah, and the the Secure Act changed everything because uh, prior to that, um, people used to. Uh, be able to stretch IRAs over their life expectancy, so it would. We used to we used to refer to them as multi generational IRAs because they would they could pass on to the spouse, and then whatever's left over passes on to the child, and if there's even anything left or left over, it can pass on to a grandchild. But that the Secure Act changed all that. Mm-hmm. They can't do that anymore now. They have to because the IRS is like. You know, again, going back to the probably trillions of dollars in in retirement accounts out there, they want their money. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, I I don't blame them for setting a time frame on it. Um, you know, some of these stretch or generational IRAs, um, you know, if they're going from parent to child to grandchild, I mean, and they've never paid tax on it for three generations. I mean, I right. I, I get why why the IRS is cracking down on mm-hmm. it, but um, it is something that takes planning, um, definitely. So make sure if you are in this situation, um, you know, you're talking to the right people to to kind of bring clarity to this situation because it is confusing. It's one of the most common things we see when when dealing with um, you know death claims and beneficiaries. You know, they want to make sure that they're doing the right thing. And, um, you know, although they, they try to lay it out for you, the IRS doesn't necessarily make it simple to, to know all these rules, and, and let alone them changing all the time also. Right. So um, this is a little bit about RMDs. Of course, if you have any remaining questions, concerns, uh, always reach out to us. You can... Um, give us a call or send us an email. Uh, my email is nick, N-I-C, at risottowealth.com, R-I-Z-Z-O-T-T-O, wealth.com. And um, any suggestions for any future podcasts, we're, we're always open to that. Um, RMDs are, are something that, you know, once you're of that age, it, it does become a priority in your accounts, especially toward the end of the year. Um, so, you know, we want to highlight the importance of that. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a matter of setting them up properly and, and, uh, taking the right amounts out and, and possibly withholding the right amount of tax and you won't have any issues or problems going forward. And, uh, with all of the money that's passing on to generations now in IRAs, um, the, uh, the inherited IRAs, I think, will become a big, big issue here with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, but it's something that, that's not difficult. It just has to be set up properly. And uh, so if there's any, any, uh, anybody out there listening that needs any assistance on that, feel free to message us or call our office, 727-683-9119. We'd be more than happy to uh, meet with you. Yeah, and I'm, I am curious to see in 2029, uh, you know, 2030, when, when the 10-year period of these original people who were first dealt with the SECURE Act and that 10-year period, I'm, I'm curious to see how that goes, but, you know, we got a little bit of ways out for that. But uh, we want to, uh, as always, 
Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you found it informational and, and educational. And um, any suggestions or requests, please give us a call, send us a message. Um, again, this is uh, Age Gap Finance with Rosado Wealth Management, and we want to thank you.